Welcome to the Dream Mason Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. A Dream Mason is a person who's brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. I know we all have a Dream Mason inside of us, and my dream for this podcast is to support us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner Dream Mason. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. I am a Dream Mason, a performance and mindfulness coach. I work with leaders, creators, and innovators, those brave enough to build their dreams. If you're a high performer looking for an edge with a desire to expand your leadership generate more money, more time, and feel more fulfilled, working with me will support you in making that life a reality. Now, if you haven't already, please support me and this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube. Follow me, Inspirational Alex, on Instagram, and please share this podcast with a friend. Thanks. Thank you. So what was that? (laughs) So this is uh, the mantra that we chant when we first tap into a kundalini yoga class. Um, So it is just, it's called tuning in, right? So essentially it's like how we connect to our ancestors and how we are able to just really be in that space of infinite creative force, that infinite creative energy tapping into that space. That's what Ong is. Namo is your name. So it's like name, calling upon that. Guru is wisdom, right? And then Dev is the divine. And then Namo, again, is the greeting. So it's how we greet in the divine into this space to protect us, to be with us. And then we follow with the protection mantra. The the second part was the Adgure Name, which is all about connecting to the primal wisdom deep within and connecting to the primal wisdom that's always around us, the wisdom that is before us. Kind of like, I just keep seeing this like Merkaba star has been such a strong medicine for me in the past week. I don't know what the Merkaba star is. Okay, so... I'm guessing a lot of people that are going to be listening. Yeah, so a Merkaba is like this, kind of like the star of David... But it's like three-dimensional. Okay. So it's a very strong, protective, kind of sacred, higher-dimensional 
element. Okay. Frequency. Because these, uh, when we start working with uh, sacred geometry and things like that, those are higher codes, higher dimensions than the 3D reality we reside on. And you on. wondered why I wanted to talk to you about magic. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. So <laughs> this is a new way to start the Dream Mason podcast. And this is <laughs> awesome because it's different. Like it's, it's unique. It's different. Thanks for doing that. You're welcome. So Sabrina, why don't you just... Give me like a two minute, who are you, you know, besides being a survivor of a lightning strike, a Kundalini yoga teacher, a coach, um, I don't want to call you a magician. I was like, <laughs> you're, you're not a magician. I like to go by priestess. But a priestess. Who are mm-hmm. you? Um, who am I? I am a child of the universe, a child of the cosmos, a star seed. Um, I have been brought here to help anchor in heaven on earth and to help uplift the collective consciousness. Um, So I call myself an Aquarian priestess as in navigating through this Aquarian age that we are currently experiencing and living in post-2012. I call myself a solistic alchemist because I see all the pieces coming together in this symbiotic, holistic approach to really make the change and be the change I wish to see in the world. Um, I empower other people to awaken to their authentic radness by embracing all facets of their human experience and to realize and recognize that nothing happens by accident. There is a divine purpose to everything that goes on into our lives. Everything that is unfolding, there is divine purpose and a divine will. Um, I uh, help people remember what they have forgotten. I allow myself to be myself, to maybe empower other people or give other people permission to be who they are. Uh, I feel like that we've been living in this uh, matrix and this like conditioned way of living for too long, and everyone's like waking up out of that, you know. And there's a lot of people that are just like, "I want something different. I'm ready for something different." And that something different starts with us just being who we are, because that's so new. It's so crazy to say, but it's so new. It's just living, especially in a Western culture where it's like, you need this car to be cool. You need these clothes to be cool. You need to surround yourself with these people to be cool. And then you attain that. And it's like, now what? Like, I'm not any cooler or I'm not like any happier, you know? So it's just like the true happiness comes from like, oh, I get to like let my freak flag fly. I get to allow myself to be who I am. I get to like not beat myself up because of the mistakes I may have made. I'm just me. And I, I empower other people to get to that space too. But it definitely wasn't always this way. Hell no. So <laughs> let's go. Who were you before all this happened? <sighs> so before all of this happened, I was a very lonely, depressed girl who grew up on the other side of this mountain out here in Joshua Tree, um, very isolated. Um, I was always connected to the spiritual realm. I was I was raised in a very strong Italian Catholic household, um, but I always felt like there was more to it. Um I was really lost. I was depressed. I've been dealing with death since the age of three. I was like my early childhood memories are like being in a children's hospital with watching my cousin die of leukemia and um, death after death. When I was in high school, I went to like 20 funerals in high school. 
Um, so I was just like literally prolonged depression, like the bottom. Um, and then I became, and then I started getting involved in the music, dance music industry. I was a music journalist and, um, that was good until I was eating too much ecstasy like every weekend and partying every weekend and had zero serotonin left and then eventually hit a rock bottom because obviously it's not sustainable. Um, and yeah, so the lightning accident was just an opportunity for me to be like, what? Reset. Like that was not the right path. The light. Well, wait, hold on. Because... <laughs> The lightning accident is, like, so casual. You got struck by lightning. Yeah. What actually happened? Um, it's just, it's unique enough that you have to share it. Yeah, I mean, I share with every podcast I've on, and everyone's like, wait, what? Because it's, it's my fucking life. It's, oh, sorry, I don't know if no, you're fine. Okay, you're allowed. I don't think, I don't think children, <laughs> I don't think children are listening. It's just, this is me being me, right? Yeah. Um, so at that time, I was eating a lot of ecstasy. Um, I was partying really hard to fit in. Um, this was like 2012, you know, so a lot of shifts obviously happening. I was moving to San Diego for all the wrong reasons. I was chasing something rather than, even though I was not listening to my intuition a at hu- all. A human? or A, a human, okay. Yes. And just this idea of what I think I thought life was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I had like a massive Kundalini awakening uh, that really like had me deal with all of the triggers of my lower triangle, which we talk about in Kundalini Yoga, which is the lower three chakras, which are developed up until the age of about 22. Um, so any trauma you have in that, the, you need the lower triangle to be your foundation. You can't build your life if there's still a lot of trauma in that space. And I had a lot of trauma, a lot of death, a lot of suicide, a lot of paranoia, blah, blah, blah. So I got struck by lightning um, by the windmills. I was driving with my dog. Uh, Purple and white light came at my face. Boom, sparks came out of the hood. I had to cross all four lanes with no power steering, just slammed on my brakes, melted the glass of my windshield, came out the trunk like a gunshot wound. Um, But because of that, my nervous system was destroyed. And I did not have that realization until this past New Year's Eve that that's what it was, was my nervous system. Like, I heard it from a couple teachers, like, oh, you know, like, people are, their nervous systems are just shot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but like, this past New Year's Eve, I was teaching an event in Santa Monica, and I was working for Marianne Williamson all weekend. And so I was doing a lot of work with A Course in Miracles, which has been something that I've been really working through a lot. Um, and yeah, I was just like, oh my God, it was like right before the clock struck 12. So I was like, I am leaving that behind in 2017. I am not bringing that with me in 2018. I am making the change right now. So I had that literally seconds before the clock struck 12. Um, that it was just my nervous system. So during that time, it was just a lot of me um, discovering myself because I didn't know myself for so long, coming from a large family, uh, trying to fit in in a society that really didn't make sense to me. Uh, Just a very lonely road for a long time, very long time. Um, So yes, this past year has been just like a massive shift for me. I'm in my Saturn return, which happens every 28, 29 years. Um, so everything that isn't working is coming up to the surface. 
to be worked on and addressed. Luckily, I've been doing so much personal development <laughs> that it's not as intense for me. I mean, it's intense, but it's um, it's humorous for me mm. now in terms of intensity because I'm like, oh, my God, this is just part of the process. Like, you know, it's just going to pass through. So Can we go back like a step? Yeah. I know what kundalini yoga is. Yeah. I've only practiced it once or twice. Um but I would love for you to share what it is, not just for you, but yeah. for anyone listening that, you know, it's it's not like the yoga that we see mm-hmm. every day all over the place. Yes. So it's actually very interesting because I became a teacher back in 2015. And during that time, I was like with my grandma when I was in my teacher training. and We were drinking yogi tea, right? Yogi tea is Yogi Bhajan who brought Kundalini Yoga to the West in the 60s. Is your grandmother a yogi? This is the story. Oh, okay. Okay. So she goes, gets too excited. She goes, uh, <laughs> oh, Yogi Bhajan, he's such a nice man. I was like, excuse me? And she goes, oh, yeah, I made him dinner once. And I was like, excuse me? And I was like, you know, that's the teacher that brought Kundalini Yoga to the West to help us with these times that we are experiencing, more focusing on a yoga that's more based on the glandular system and the nervous system more so than the muscular and skeletal system because we have so much information coming out, like the age of technology and all this stuff that we really need to work on strengthening our nervous systems and our glandular system. And so she was like, oh, yes, your aunt, who is my dad's aunt, so my grandfather's sister, my aunt was one of his early donors in the 60s. And so she donated a ton of money to him. And so my grandma made him dinner. And uh, as like, because she's like, I got stuck making dinner for, you know, your aunt. My aunt was like the hippie of the family. She passed away. But I'm very connected to her, even though I never got to meet her. Um, But so, yeah, so that was like a very weird aha. Like, okay, confirmation from the universe. This is what I'm supposed to be sharing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so Kundalini Yoga helps navigate through time and space with ease and grace using different mudras, so finger movements, uh, breath, so prana, um, uh, bonds, like like uh, body locks, and also mantras. And um, it focuses a lot with sacred geometry based on the way your arms are angled. Um, you're connecting as like kind of like placing codes like energetic codes because everything is just kind of like a crazy web here right like it's just a big like uh uh physics like if you think of physics and things like that so you're really working with like higher dimensional energy and uh and the frequencies using these uh sacred codes through mantra because the way that the tongue is hitting the mouth and the different uh, meridian points of the roof of the mouth, it is sending different signals to the brain so that you are rewiring your brain using these mantras, using these breaths, using these mudras um, because each are different, associated with a different planet or like on your fingers. Um, The way you're holding these locks, it brings the kundalini energy up, which is that dormant energy that that resides at the root of the spine. Mm-hmm. And so that's what wake, awakens up so you can awaken into your fullest. So the rising up is how the energy rises up. So that is part of the enlightenment process. But once you become enlightened, it's important to embody. So think about when people go, when they're first on their spiritual awakening and they're like, oh my God, I know everything. And like, you need this, you need this, you need this. And like, love and light everything, right? <laughs> Love and light, everything. And then you start to, like, go through that path, and you're like, okay, like, I'm off that cloud now. 
-hmm. Let me get back to in my body. Let me embody who I am. Let me embody the lessons I've learned. Let me embody my truth instead of just being all, oh, floaty, airy fairy. I love that. I say, I'll refer to people at times like, they're floating on a yoga mat. Yeah. Like they're just not in. There's no grounding. Yeah. They're not in life. Yeah. Um, and I had that for a long time. It's, it's cool <laughs> how you explain it though. How do you explain this stuff to like a really, let's say somebody who hasn't embraced any of this. Mm-hmm. I, look, I think you're, the way you speak about energy is, is I want to say a step further than where I am in my journey. And that's not like better. Or it's just it's it just is. a different place. <laughs> yeah. it, it is better, sure. <laughs> no, no, it's not as better. It is. It is like yeah. it just is. No, like, that's yeah. where you're at. Yeah. And it's yeah, exactly. And it's <laughs> like, perfect where I yeah. am, and it's perfect where you are. But I and the way I, the breakthrough I had around energy was about actually just getting that. Hey, we're actually just molecules bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're here and whatever, but it is all like if you look at us in a microscope, it's just molecules, same as the floor or anything else. Mm-hmm. But I'm open to it. Like I'm open to see to thinking about my energy moving up and things that are invisible and the fact that the planets can actually have an impact on me. Or that something like energy striking you could actually happen on purpose. Like that it's yeah. not an accident. Yeah. I'm with you. We, you know, me and you, we talked about the car accident I got into, and I think it was absolutely on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not an accident. But if you were sitting with a group of people who this is even more removed. How do you actually share it with them in a way that doesn't have them like running out the door or going this lady's? You want to know the one thing? Yeah. Presence. You can't shove it down people's throats. Mm-hmm. If, they, if it's going to just completely like fly over their head, it's just a waste of your breath. But if you start living through your presence and your demeanor and the way you you present yourself to the world and the way you be there's curiosity because they're like wow I've seen like how much you've grown like trust me when I was first on this path everyone thought I was fucking crazy like this bitch has lost her mind like she got struck by lightning (laughs) she lost her mind she had a difficult LSD trip like she's 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 off her rocker and I believed that too for so long because Mm -hmm. that's what the world outside was telling me but in my heart I knew like this is what I'm experiencing and there's a reason for it so I think the biggest thing to is just to just through my being, if people there's curiosity, because I have gotten to the point now where I cannot save anyone. I am not here to save anyone. I have gotten over the martyrdom, which is the shadow of me being a Virgo moon. Um, that is the shadow. It's just like the divine mother is that Virgo, but like the shadow is like, I need to fix everyone and nurture and take care of everyone. And I did that for years and it got very exhausting. We actually say more about the shadow. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to know? Well, the phrase for me is, is something I've worked with and talked about, Mm -hmm. but I would love to hear, like, it's clearly something you're passionate about and Mm -hmm. you see a lot. So what is it? And if somebody was listening how could they, what would they look Navigate at? How, yeah, how would yeah. they have this, earth, like a conversation with themselves? For sure. So the shadow are the parts of us we may ignore time and time again. The parts that we are ashamed, the parts that we feel insecure about, the parts that are pained, the parts of us that we just would rather do without. Mm-hmm. 
like, oh, it's so icky. Or like, oh, that was a really shitty time. But the truth is, is that the stars shine brightest in the darkest of nights. And those shadows, those dark nights of the soul where you have those really rough times, those are your chances for growth and opportunity. They're crucial for spiritual development, personal development, because then you're able to see in context, like, the light. Like, I was telling you earlier today, like, before we push record, like, I'm just so happy right now. I'm, like, I feel so aligned and so good because I have committed to transmuting the shadow into light Mm -hmm. for 28, 29 years now, but, like, really hard since the lightning accident and all of that. And I was just just doing a lot of reflection because with Coachella being out here this past weekend and that was the place for me like 10 years ago that I really found myself and was like, whoa, like I'm not in this like matrix fog, like machinery kind of thing of what society is telling me I need to be or my family is telling me what I need to be or my religious upbringing is telling me who I need to be. And I started like finding independence at that space. But then I've also had, I've had very difficult experiences at that space of like things that I've needed to address. And, uh, it was like the six year anniversary of that for me, um, like a couple days ago. So it was just a week ago. Uh, so to be able to see the amount of growth I've had from six years ago up until this very breath and to see the hard work and the perseverance that I have done to create the reality I am currently living in, I'm just so grateful because I give some, I I appreciate my shadows. I appreciate those dark moments. I appreciate the pain because it has also given me this opportunity to be more empathetic and to be more compassionate to those I meet along the way and just to be kinder to people because everyone's going through something. Everyone is going through something. And so to be able to just like, I see you, you are so loved, you are supported and you got this. I wish I had that as much as like, you know, when I was going through it because everyone just thought I was like out of my mind. But it's like I had to like really do that with myself. And luckily I had a couple mentors that were older that were able to hold space for me and things like that. And I used to work at uh, the Troper Center in San Diego and um, just like those opportunities that I've had where I was able to connect with very high conscious teachers and spiritual teachers at that time in my life when I was just trying to figure out what was going on. I traveled. Um, I worked a lot with psychedelics, like fighting my own healer within, um, and without, uh, through different guides and my ancestors that have passed and spirit from messages from animals and just really connecting to the presence of God, the universe source and everything around me and recognizing that everything is love. It's all love or it's a ch- it's an opportunity for love. And that's what that shadow is. A shadow is an opportunity for you to love yourself more. So when somebody somebody's listening to this and I guess uh, the way I'll say it is, so look here, I think of my shadow as the bad side of me. There is no who's no, telling I, no, you I, bad. No, no, they're that they're not. Nobody yeah. is. No, no, but this is the this is actually, the mindset. The mindset is yeah. that my shadow is like the I, I joke. It's bad, Alex. It's the mm-hmm. Alex that's done things that I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. It's Alex that thinks things I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. It's the life I used to live, and it's a hundred percent not bad. I'm super clear on that. Now I wasn't for a long time, mm-hmm. right? It took a moment where it was like, wait, you're just judging yourself. Mm-hmm. But 
people running out, around out there aren't necessarily looking at their shadow as if it's a shadow. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I want to like, do I want to identify that? What would be a resource, a tool, a practice for somebody to kind of take that first step to look at that? First steps admitting. <laughs> you wouldn't even know what to admit. What yeah. Admit? I just admitting that you're not happy. Okay. Admitting that you want to make a change. Because you're not going to do it. If you, if, you don't, if you don't actually want it, it's not going to happen. It's your choice to be like, yo, I need to change something here because this isn't working for me anymore. And you ask, ask the universe, ask, you know, spirit, like, show me a sign, whatever that sign is, you know, like, show me a sign. And, so, and you would know it's really tapping into that intuition. Um, something that has really helped me a lot with my shadow process, too, is journaling and writing um, because it's allowed me to get out of my head and to write it out is just it allows it to be freed so that is something that really helped me Um, and then reading books you know there's um, the first book I read uh, after my difficult LSD trip was Deepak Chopra's Spiritual Solutions and uh the the big the, the biggest quote like I just see it in neon lights all the time when I'm going through it is it says um, everyone is doing their best based on their level of awareness. It's so true. It's like we're all literally just out here doing our best. It's, based it's on how so, aware you are yeah. too. Like, are you aware that you're just like well, going down this like rabbit hole of shit, or are you aware that you you're like making change and making progress? Are you aware of like? Are you, where are you? Like, are you aware of where you are? Well, even our awareness, though, adjusts moment, changes moment to moment. Totally. Because there's moments where... Awareness is breath. It's this moment right yeah. now. So no matter how aware you may be, you have moments where you're not. Yeah. But I, I love that because I think we spend so much time, especially here in the United States, yeah. judging and assessing. Oh, and yeah. we're all doing it. And I don't mean judging like the mean judging that, Mm-hmm. That is the more obvious form, but we're constantly looking at things and assessing it versus in. It well, just, that's the it judgment. That's yeah. the judgment too. It's like just a cleaner way. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, I'm not acting like this, and this is how everyone else is acting. Like I'm fucking it up, or like I'm not doing it right, or like or shoulds. Yeah, and or shoulds and shouldn'ts. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's this constant assessment, mm-hmm. and it has us not be just where we are. Mm-hmm. But I'm. Well, a lot of people don't know how to be where where no. they are because everyone's so attached to their phones. Everyone's so thinking about the next step. Everyone's so like they they're afraid of being present. Yeah. People are afraid of being present. Yeah. Because they some they don't know how to be present with themselves. The people that are afraid to be present because I've definitely been mm-hmm. there. I always needed to be. I needed to be around people all the time. Like I didn't feel comfortable being by myself for years. Well, yeah, and I did it with telling stories about things that happened, and then thinking about the things in the future that would. So I could you, which I think is a pretty common, right? Avoid mm-hmm. the present with the or past. You're or you're staying, the yeah, you're staying like reminiscing so much about the past, and like, why don't you start focusing on what's happening right here, like right now? Yeah. What was the, so you had, you had the light, there's so much. I mean, <laughs> I told you I wanted to talk to you about magic and I have it that all this kind of sounds magic-y. Um, but 
you had moments. You had this LSD moment. You had a lightning moment. And there's a million, millions of people out there that would have had things happen and that are having things happen in their life right now that are not as dramatic at the, as those two. It's not, again, not better or worse. They're just having their own experience of life. And to your point... Well, there's no comparison. We can't yeah, be comparing. They're yet. not... They're, but they're either unsatisfied, unfulfilled, unhappy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just... They're none of those, but they know something's off or something's missing. But a lot of us just keep... We just stay on the hamster wheel. Like, we see the thing and we're like, oh, I need to change or I'm going to change. But but we don't. It's... Mm-hmm. And you probably had moments before those two that oh, you... Oh, hell yeah. That you didn't. What was the difference? Like, what what gave you the strength or the power to actually make the change then? And then what had it... Change sti- in what way? Start shifting who you were being in the world and what you were going to take It just wasn't on. working anymore. What, like, how I, did it get bankrupt? When did you realize it was bankrupt? When I hit my rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really deep in the psychosis and the paranoia. Um, it was post-election time and uh, 2012 election. And uh, there's just I was just like reading so many conspiracy theories and like deep, deep, deep in the rabbit hole, just angry. I was pissed because I was fighting some very dark forces at that time before I was struck by lightning too. Like within yourself. And lower frequencies um, that are on the planet and energetically because we're in a multidimensional universe. So these lower frequencies that are like leechy, like reptilian dark shit that I was like, ill fuck this. Like, this is not love. This is not joy. This is not in alignment with my God. That is all encompassing of love and light and compassion and joy and peace. But it was very dark forces that were trying to fight against me because I was a very strong force to deal with. I still am. Um, I know my power. I know what I'm capable of achieving because I've seen what I've achieved in my life. Um, And I know the people that I surround myself with and the company that I have are very powerful uh, light leaders. And so uh, I hit my rock bottom. I went to go see Marianne Williamson on New Year's Eve. And I was living at San Diego at that time. And um, my friend's mom was like, I was trying to talk with him to try to figure out like, I needed help and I didn't know who else, like what to do. And so she was like, you need to go see a therapist. You need to go talk to someone, but like, you need to really like keep faith alive. Like you just had to keep your faith alive, but you have to get help. Cause I was just a mess. I was, it was really bad. My parents were like really concerned. Like sure. I remember one time I was sleeping and my mom was like going through like my stuff to try to find drugs and like, see what I had and I was just like what are you doing so it was like that I was just at a rock bottom where my life was dead like I was like dead I was still in a body but my soul was just dead Mm -hmm. like rotting and so uh, I went to go see Marianne speak and uh, she's amazing yeah she's I'm very grateful for her and uh, I went and I told her what happened you know that I had this difficult LSD trip six months before you actually talked to her yeah, uh, six months before I like spoke in the group, nice. like, and I was like my best friend. It was like the five year anniversary of my best friend's suicide that day. That day I had my yeah. difficult trip. So, um, and she was like, "You're gonna be fine," 
read A Course in Miracles, read A Return to Love, you're going to yeah. be fine. And I walked out of the Center for Spiritual Living, and an owl flew right by me. And I was like, okay. Then I went to the Integatron. Um, when I moved back, I moved back to the home, and I went to the Integatron for the first time, and I could feel each of my chakras clearing and cleaning. And then so at that point, I like got sober. I uh, wasn't smoking weed anymore. I, I was done taking ecstasy like in that October, so it's already like two, three months. But I stopped smoking weed, and I wasn't drinking. I wasn't really a big drinker, but like I had to get really clean. But you meant you actual changes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I started going back to my college therapist because nice. it was uh, an opportunity. She already knew my story because mm-hmm. I was going there a lot from working through depression. Well, you told me before that you drove from I the desert. I would drive from the s- desert to Orange County which once is, a week, which is a 90-minute drive. Yeah. And, and I love – I mean, I said specifically, like, you actually started doing things. Yeah. Because even though you totally embody magic – there's no magic in the things you were doing. You like made choices. Yeah. You made the choice to stop doing things that you felt weren't serving you. Mm-hmm. You made the choice to, you could have made up all the excuses in the world. I don't have the 90 minutes. I can't do mm-hmm. this. People let way little. Oh, I was like desperate things. to like, yeah. I was like, I can't live like this. Yeah. This is not living. I, and I've, I had, I've called, sui- I called a suicide hotline before just because I was so alone and yeah. I like felt like I needed someone to talk to. Um, and I, I, there, I was just, I didn't know what else to do. I was like, yeah. I don't have my support system, my friends, like we're all my friends from high school, but like, I love them, but it was just still like, I just didn't have anything. I had my dog and that was great. Who's not in my house right now and it's very hard, but. Uh. <laughs> what would you give to people that this is resonating for, whether it be depression or mm-hmm. sadness or feeling alone or just, hey, life isn't working? Mm-hmm. What would you offer them in the, you, you know, I know you said the first place is like admitting it, mm-hmm. but if they're, this is resonating, they're, they're connecting with that. Now what? Like, what would you have them do? Um, I would ask for help. Like the bus driver, their parents. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you would know, you would know. Like, I think for me, it was going back to therapy. Mm-hmm. I needed that for a while. Um, just so I could feel like I was being heard. Because my parents were already having a hard time trying to understand what was going on. You know, yeah. my mom never smoked a joint in her life, and I came home like the, the therapist is also outside of. Yeah, there's not no attached. there's no yeah. attachment to that, you yeah. know. And it was just a space for me to just like talk for an hour. Like yeah. she didn't even say anything. It was just me like not shutting up. Like I, I'm a talker. Clearly, I, run, I own a podcast and run a podcast. Like. Just talk is what I do. <laughs> so so, so I think the biggest thing is to talk to someone. Yeah. That's the biggest thing because you're not alone. And that's the other thing is realizing you're not alone and that like what you're experiencing is going to really take you. It's part of your purpose, your soul's purpose. When you're going through those really challenging times, that is there's no accident. There's I don't believe in coincidence. Uh, there's a divine purpose to why you're experiencing it. So the and the ma- biggest thing, no shaming. Don't <laughs> shame yourself for having that. I want to shame you for aggressively finger pointing. <laughs> just it's just like ah, don't shame. Like, like don't shame yourself. Don't shame yeah. yourself. Yeah, don't shame yourself and beat yourself up that you're yeah. feeling this way, because well, luckily we're in a like. 
we're becoming more like when I was going through that in 2012, like mental health wasn't really talked about. It was still kind of taboo, but like, I feel like it's, it's becoming more of a common conversation now. I feel like more people are speaking up about their mental health and like. I think it also de- where it depends where you are. You know, if you're listening yeah. to this in a small town in the middle of the country, it might be different than if you're on the coast where mm-hmm. it's like on the coast, everyone has a everyone therapist. Everyone has a therapist, yeah. Yeah, and everyone's therapist has a therapist has a therapist, mm-hmm. and everyone has a coach or a, like mm-hmm. a motivational speaker or somebody that they're. It's a very you know, self and uh, personal development, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I would say the biggest thing is to ask for help by going to a therapist. Like, that was a very good first step for me. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like therapy is shifting. Um, it's really amazing to see it. Um, there's a lot of older therapists that don't really offer a lot of action steps. Um, but then I have, like, one of my girlfriends, she just finished, she just passed her test. And she's very big on, she wants to be working a lot with plant medicines, too. And so there's a lot of other therapists that are, like, coming up with other solutions and then just the traditional yeah. way of doing it. And I, like, I, I started going to see a therapist when I was 18 years old. And there's no shame in that either. Because some people would be like, for a while, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to see a therapist. And, oh, God. But I'm like, no, like I went to a therapist and I needed it. Well, it's, it's, it's so interesting that we think of therapy or any of these things as like a shameful right because if, if I said to you hey I'm going to my general practitioner doctor you wouldn't be like oh what's wrong with you oh maybe not <laughs> <laughs> but you know why don't like, you have functional it, medicine yeah. if, you like, know? if when like a woman no, goes you, to yeah. her gynecologist it's not like what's wrong with her no yeah. it's actually it's it's just we keep our bodies healthy right or in theory that's like what we're trying to do yeah. but it's funny that we don't spend that time as a society on our brains or on our spirituality. And some Mm -hmm. people do, I'm generalizing. Mm -hmm. And that's how I see, you know, therapy to me is, is huge when it comes to like emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. and a lot of the past. And it really is a, it's almost your personal trainer for that area of your life. Well, the brains you need, like the brain is everything. That's how you're processing everything. Right. Like in your heart too, of course, but like your brain is what's really helping you see. It's helping you cognitively. Like, it's everything. Well, well the, yeah, and the, I was just reading the other day. The crazy thing about your brain is it's interpreting every single thing and then kicking out what you're going to see. So, Oh, that's why, like, when you be careful when you watch TV and the news or, like, war movies or, like, video games, your brain doesn't know that yeah. it's not real. Yeah. Well, the sim- even simpler than that, your brain doesn't actually even understand sarcasm. I, I talk to a lot of my clients about when they when you do when you mess up right and mm. we all we all mess up all the time and mm. you go God I'm such an idiot or I'm so dumb or I'm so stupid or I'm so ugly or I'm so, whatever we it's say the power right our brains hear that thing and actually register it as real so if you're somebody who thinks they're stupid ugly um, weak fat any of these things and we all have something right all of us have some repeated phrase. And we're not saying it with intention, right? I'm not like really thinking I'm this, but the synapses in our brain don't know. And it's like, there's a super strong bond Mm -hmm. being connected there. It's really important to be aware of the words you say about yourself. That's something I've been very uh, aware of Yeah. lately. It's just like, why am I saying that? Yeah, we don't. Yeah. yeah, You don't even think it's so conditioned. Mm -hmm. And the words you likely are saying are from something when you were Mm -hmm. a kid. Mm hmm. Or society, because all sure. the cool kids are saying it. I love, and I love that you brought up cool before like six times you said it. And I'm saying that on purpose <laughs> because I noticed the other day how often I say the word cool. 
And there's something actually, somebody should do a TED Talk about this, but there's actually something that connects cool and America. America, it's, when you think <laughs> of America, it's like freedom, so, supposedly, right? Yeah. These are ideas. Freedom, um, the American dream, and cool. Yeah. And like success, maybe. Yeah. That these are like these illusions. That's like my favorite word because like like that's always my joke. You're talking about the scar- sarcasm, right? And it's always like, oh my god, you're so cool. Like you're so cool. But <laughs> it's it's a thing though, right? Like and and it's either I'm melting. Growing up, people either accept like they're gonna be like a cool kid mm-hmm. or they're not gonna be a cool kid. Mm-hmm. But there's not like an opposite, right? It's like you're cool or you're not cool. And then we go on, and the world is like that. Mm-hmm. We think of like musicians and athletes mm-hmm. and as that. But it's just so limiting in the sense of that word doesn't even mean anything. It's I just know. totally made I up. know. I want to know who brought that word to like. Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future. Oh. No, that's not. But like, like, that would wow. be so great. In 1955, it was created. Like, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So what's, like, where are you headed? What are the, what are you creating? What do you want to create? <laughs> I laugh because I have no idea. I am in the space of total surrender right now. There are massive shifts happening right now on the planet that you think you're going to go one way. Mm-hmm. It's going to go completely different. So where I'm going right now is how can I be Sabrina in this moment? How can I be my most authentic self in this moment? So what does that mean in this moment? Where are you going? In this moment, I am going. I am speaking with integrity. I am in this conversation with yeah. you inside my Zen Den. I am preparing to teach at a festival. I am holding space for people to connect and have community and just really express themselves, like allow people to be who they are and honor that and just like, yeah, you do you, you know? Um, I'm, I'm really tapping into possibly finishing my book. I'm really... I, I there's just so much right now that things are constantly shifting. Um, I'm trusting. I'm just taking it day by day and seeing the inspired action instead of like, yes, of course, there are always goals. But to be so specific on how those goals will be attained, it's not my problem. But what are the goals? My goals. Um, my goals, how, cl- how far are we going down? As far as you want. Okay, so my big vision is to build a retreat center. Um, I want to build a space. My big, big, big vision is to hold space to offer um, for PTSD for vets and whoever nice. uh, doing different plant medicine journeys, whether they be psilocy- mostly psilocybin. I feel like that's what I'm the most comfortable I don't know with. What that is mushrooms. Okay, um, so that's the technical name. Yes, yes. Um, so. Dealing more with like medicine women work, mm-hmm. um, helping with PTSD. But the vets, like, you know, there's 28 of them that commit suicide a day. Um, so. Is there a connection that you have with vets that make it for you? Like, that's PTSD, the reason? I just, um, I've had my own PTSD. And uh, when I went to John of God um, in Brazil to like work on my healing journey, this vet, he was coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, had a metal plate in his head. Like, trying to heal you know yeah. and he just like gravitated towards me like a magnet and I'm like in my own healing process and I'm like oh fuck like why do I always attract the people like 
the lost puppies. Like, oh, I'm just trying to, like, get my shit together. My grandmother was dying at the time. I'm, like, working through this, transmuting this lightning stuff. And my shaman was, like, well, actually, this woman who I was doing my yoga teacher training, she told me, she's, like, you're going to be helping vets. And I lived, the next town over is a marine base. Okay. Um, but my clients that I'm even attracting veteran clients, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. Like one of my clients right now, she's, she's working on, uh, creating a space to help, um, victims of sexual abuse in the military, especially women, because mm-hmm. women in the military are like, you want to talk about second class citizens. It's the women in the military. Um, I believe that a country is as, as strong or as healthy as, as its military, and our military is really sick right now, uh, not just from Iraq and Afghanistan, but Vietnam. And mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite people in the entire world, he's a vet, and he's like my uncle. And he was at Vietnam, and he's had a couple of his friends die recently from Agent Orange and things like that. Um, so the fact that um, I love my country in a way of it's my home, of course, um, but I don't like the way that my uh, the country takes care of the people that are sacrificing sure. their lives for it. Um, it's something that's very like, for instance, if you are a vet and you're experiencing PTSD or you're experiencing pain, if you're caught smoking cannabis, you lose all your VA rights. That's bullshit. Well, what I love about what you're speaking to is it's just the bigger vision of what you did with your own life. Yeah. Right. Like you're not like, let's burn the country. It's, you're actually going, Hey, like in your own life, you're like, this thing isn't working for me. So I'm going to make changes. And then in your vision, you're like, this thing isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make changes and I'm going to heal it essentially, mm-hmm. which is just really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Because there's a million people that you could work with that would likely be less challenging or have more money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I was curious, like what's the mm-hmm. thing that actually touches your heart? And it sounds That's like- a huge part of it. I mean, I definitely would also love to work with more entrepreneurs, um, conscious um, social entrepreneurs uh, to make sure that their business ethics are very in alignment with alignment with uh, the health of the planet and the country and the people. Yeah, um, that's something that's very important for me uh, too. Just because I think like as like we have power, and especially as entrepreneurs too, it's like how are you using your business to make this world a better place? Than when you got here, we forget how much energy our money has. Yeah, and not in the sense of just what it gets us back, but there's voting. Yeah. You can you vote with your money. For me, yeah. my money goes to supporting my local farmer market. To me, my money goes to supporting my friends and their businesses. To me, my money goes into buying plants to help preserve, to work on building my garden. Things like I am using my money to mm-hmm. support people who are helping other people realize their beauty and their radiance and to also help the planet. So, you know, I'm very aware of the plastic issue is a huge thing. Like i almost make no, I pull my trash can out once a month now. Like I almost make no trash, which I've been very proud of. So educating about that, like mm-hmm. sustainability, something I'm very passionate about. Um, I'm very passionate about psychedelic uh, harm reduction and um, 
and studying psychedelics and using these as medicines. Hopefully, there you know MDMA is almost on uh, it's in the third phase of trials right now to be starting to be used with therapists. Um, so, my passion is just to help people heal from their shadow nice. <laughs> and to uh, get out of their own mental suffering. So that's like that's what's really driving me. And to also be able to create more of a, uh, a global community uh, of people that are just inspiring other people and ethically and their fashion and our, like just educating, yeah. I think, is the biggest thing. I have a very big vision. That's why I'm no, like. No, you're good. <laughs> I, I, I actually want to take a second and we're surrounded by some very like unique, cool crystals. And your house is in itself just like a very magical space. Thank you. And now... When you you walk inside and the experience is vastly different from the world outside, mm-hmm. not just like the way the house looks on the outside, but the community, everything. You walk in and it is you're in a way transformed into almost this. You know, you said priestess at the beginning, but your house does represent that. And I know you're still like in the process of kind Thank of doing you. it. But one of the things that I would love to hear what you the knowledge or wisdom that you can share Mm -hmm. is let's talk about crystals for a second. Okay. I mean, it's open. Like what do you, for, for it's very like a lot of people would go, Oh, that's like the floating on the yoga mat. (laughs) But let's talk about it from like, can you, can you talk about it to a place for people that see them, know what they are, but Mm -hmm. like they're pretty things. I'm having a real interesting relationship with my crystals right now, actually. Um, I have a lot. Mm -hmm. I work with them a lot. Um, so they carry various elements. Like you look at the periodic table of elements. Yeah. They carry various elements. Mm -hmm. That's what makes them their color and the way they look and their shape. So to me, I see it as like, there's like a chemistry working with their frequency into my frequency. Right? Okay. So, for instance, you're probably looking at this one in the triangle right here. You were looking at it. <laughs> I'm looking at this, <laughs> oh, like, this snow, this snow-covered. So, this one is with smoky quartz. So, the smoky quartz is very good for grounding. Okay. And uh, this is a stone from Arkansas. Okay. And uh, I just got this one recently. And uh, I feel like they... You can feel their energy and their presence of how they're there to support you. Um, but the thing is, is that we can't, it's not like the crystal, really. It's just a tool. Mm-hmm. But like, you can't give away your power to something outside of you. Nice. So when I look at this crystal, for instance, it's like I recognize its beauty. It's a reflection of me. It's a reflection of like me growing out of... Uh, this is a very, I like forget the whole terms of this one. Um, yeah, well, this one's dope, but uh, yeah. So my house, like, yeah, it looks different on the outside than the inside, right? Well, what's the difference between these crystals that we're surrounded by and the bricks that make up the fireplace or the metal that makes up the fireplace or just a rock that we find in front of your house? I mean, that is everyone's own interpretation. That's the yeah. thing. That's why I'm saying like, yeah, so they're what, beautiful to yeah. look at, 
they can carry a frequency and an energy, but everything carries a frequency yeah. or energy. So um, I work with crystals in many forms. Um, my baths, mm-hmm. uh, my house, I, I create sacred spaces. It's what I do. Um, I'm actually starting like now, like people are like, Hey, I want to hire you to like help me decorate yeah. your space. Like my space with very like feng shui. No, it looks feeling good. The energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, it's something I'm super passionate about. It's just to cultivate sacred spaces, mm-hmm. um, so that people can be who they are in their space and feel like really grounded and really like homey. Right. And like, really like, Oh, I feel like home wherever I am. Uh, so yeah, so working with these stones, you can't give all of your power to them. And sometimes they break because they've caught something depending on the color can be associated with different things like black, like a black tourmaline or smoky quartz, very grounding. Um, so is like a Jasper, like a red Jasper. Um, you know, if you need more green or like pink, like is very heart, think of the chakra system. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can work with these frequencies are just emitting the energy that is going to help support you with whatever you're going through. So I don't like a part of me wants to be super psycho and like categorize all of my crystals, like take a photo and like, what do they do? And like, really like make it, I, I would need like an assistant or something like that because I've got so many damn stones and I've been giving away stones more. I don't, I have a lot of them in my office. I've been really moving them around too, because it's really important to make sure you're also clearing your crystals, um, because they are picking up a lot of your energy. Mm -hmm. Um, usually people put under the moon, but I'm having a very interesting relationship right now with the sun um, cause the sun is light. Like there's yeah. like pure light. Like it's, the sun is always out. The moon yeah. is out, but like there's shades of the moon. Sure. So I to, like that. and the sun is bright and it yeah. provides energy. Yeah. So yeah. I've been, or salt water, some stones you can put in salt and water. Some you can't cause they already are salt based. Mm-hmm. Um, so being, I think like I've been really hearing more about the sun and really feeling more about like working with the sun. Cause I live in the mm-hmm. desert, like. Sure. I yeah the sun so um, yeah they they're just different things and what's, uh, your, what's your favorite one oh you know like asking what, what's your favorite kid you know when you put me on when I was on your podcast and you rapid fired me all these things <laughs> that I like never thought about in yeah. my life so now it's your turn what's your oh, favorite yeah. stone my favorite stone stones could I say a couple no, I'm gonna take all your stones you get to keep okay, one okay one which okay. one is it um. It's a tie. I would say probably selenite. If I only had to choose one, it's this one here. It's a white stone. It's very fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, it is light. It's like light, right? Okay. So it's like liquid. It's like a it's like a stick of light. So you can use selenite to charge all your other crystals to clear yourself, mm. your clear your auric field. You see me at festivals. I'm walking around with a piece of selenite that big, and I'm like, like how people sage <laughs> people where they pick yeah. up each of the feet and like. Sure. Cl- I'm doing that with selenite too. Okay. So but I'm gonna also say labradorite because I'm just whatever. Um, labradorite is the shaman stone. And it's like a bluish green. Okay. Um, so that's like my stone. But selenite. See, I'm wearing but labradorite right first. now. Yeah, I'm wearing labradorite right so now. So you have an, one of the first things I noticed when I came over here was your collection of books. <laughs> my color coded bookshelf. Yeah, it's it is actually color coded. Um, so <laughs> let's actually go through it really quick. Cause this will be fun. So y- they're color coded. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if this will translate onto a podcast, but let's go for it. You should see so, on my Instagram. I posted it on my Instagram. So yeah. in the pick, we're going to pick a book from each section as a recommendation for people for listening. For each color? Yeah. Okay. So from your white, the okay, white, white section. Okay, white easy. Uh, uh, whatever Arises, Love That, Matt Kahn. Wait, you got to actually give the whole, is that what it's called? Whatever Arises? Love That. Whatever Arises, Love That. By Matt Kahn. Okay. From the, is it red, pinkish? The reddish pink. Uh, I have to see. Here. We'll Let me see. Um, okay. Oh, Return to Love by, uh, yep. by Marianne Williamson. Yep, I've read that. It's great. Okay. Uh, yellow. Uh, yellow. You are a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my orange would be, um, oof, the alchemist. Oh God. Orange is tough. Cause I've got the alchemist, a new earth and the shadow effect. You had to pick one, one that you just recommended a whole bunch. So yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what it's my green, I guess. Yeah. Is that what that is? Green. Yeah. Um, my green purpose driven life by, uh, Rick Warren. Is that? Yeah. Blue, purple? What this is that? one. No, no, it's no. Yeah. Oh, this one, this yeah. blue. Yeah. Okay, so from the blue, um, I would say The Untethered Soul oh, by Michael that's, Singer. Amen. That's really good. Yeah, that's my, that's, that book changed I my life. I just watched and I see you have like Ram Dass Be Love Now. There's a amazing, uh, it's so short. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it the other night and it had me buy uh, my tickets to Nicaragua. To oh my God. In five minutes of watching Ram Dass, wow. I was like, you can't be afraid, buy tickets to Nicaragua. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, the uh, other blue side? Yeah, the other blue side. Um, I would say Big Magic by Elizabeth Warren. So good. Yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, black? My black, I would say, um, hmm. Looks like more fiction in the black Yeah, section. I would say, um, Probably Awakening Kundalini. Or no, How Quantum Activism Can Save Civilization. Yeah. Nice. Well, mm -hmm. thanks. Yeah, and then my purple. I forgot about oh. purple. Um, probably would be uh, Lightworker Relationships. So dealing with how to deal with relationships as a lightworker. <laughs> so those are, those are, yeah, those are my books. All right, I got one more thing for you. Okay. What's one tool, like one tool, one practice that you could offer up? Easy. Breath of fire. Breath of fire is a kundalini breath. Um, if there is one thing you can do, it's just a rapid breath in and out through the nose. So it's kind of like a dog pant, like when you do a dog pant, like that consistency, but you want to close the mouth and do it in and out through the mm -hmm. nose. So, it's <laughs> so that's going to cut through all of the blockages that you have in your lower triangle. That's going to help bring it's up challenging. the Kundalini. Yeah, it's, it's like, challenging. It's super challenging. But if there's yeah. like one thing I would have to that share, would be it'd be that. Yeah, most definitely. Because the breath, the prana, the chi, like that's your life force. Oh, I got one more for you. Okay. Uh, a great practice for people in the mornings to start their day, mm. to set them kind of off on like you a... You ready for this? It's going to be a challenge. If it's go to the bathroom and... No, <laughs> no. Don't go to your phone when you first wake up. It's a good one and super easy and yet not at all. So this is the secret. Mm -hmm. 
don't have your phone in your bedroom on your nightstand, buy an alarm clock. Like, just buy an alarm clock. I have an analog one. I don't even have, like, an electric one because the blue light, like, really screws mm-hmm. up with your circadian rhythm. I have, like, a literally beep, 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 like, analog. So mm-hmm. first you have to know how to read a clock because some people don't know how to read clocks, which is insane, but they don't. Um, so, yeah, so leave your phone in, like, the kitchen and uh, don't go to your phone the first thing when you wake up. Allow yourself instead to, like, I say this prayer every morning before my feet touch the ground just from A Course in Miracles. It says, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? And that's how I start my day. And, yeah, just go and either listen to some good music, um, like mantra music, or I do, like, my own little morning ritual sure. kind of sod nothing. But don't go on your phone. For the first two hours. I wish people could see your face right now. Because if you could see your face, it almost looks like you're like, don't go in there. There's a serial killer behind that door. Don't <laughs> do like... it. Because you just plug into the matrix like right away when you wake yeah. up. And it just like yeah. gets your whole day. And I've been, no, I've been doing no phone two hours before bed and no phone two hours. It's a really good practice. It's yeah. probably when I was having my like most moments of, I want to say clarity or just being joyful in where I was was actually when I was doing things like that. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest Uh, that. Nice. Yeah. So if people are like, I want to talk to this priestess (laughs) or I want to learn more or I want to learn about Kundalini or whatever, how do people Mm -hmm. track you down, learn about you? So there's a few ways. I'm everywhere. I'm just kidding. Um, So on Instagram, you can find me at Sabrina Riccio. I usually use that platform. That's like my thing. Um, you can also go to my website, serenariccio.com. I am currently opening up enrollment for the Solistic Journey, which is my three-plus-month uh, mentorship program that I really help people just, like, face their stuff, really build that solid foundation to build up and align to their authentic radness and to really show up in the world. And uh, so you can do that. Uh, you can find me on the Sovereign Society podcast. It used to be the Sovereign Goddess podcast, but um, my I, my recent ayahuasca ceremony, the last thing I heard is like, you got to start bringing on the men. And Alex is going to be one of my guests. I, I, we recorded the other day. That was super fun. Um, so the Sovereign Society is mm-hmm. pretty bitch, and I've got a really amazing guest coming on. And like that to me is just like my natural element. I can just keep yeah. talking you know um so yeah so they're there um yeah keep up with my events that i have going on i'm putting together a new e-course so keep an eye out for that um but yeah i think those are the best ways to find me and or come to joshua tree if you're in joshua tree she has extra rooms just come here and reach out to her slide into the dm yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah hey <laughs> ASL, right? <laughs> um, no, yeah, but if you're ever in Joshua Tree, hit me up. I do uh, I do sessions. I'm doing a lot of, like, bachelorette parties and stuff out here where I'm, like, doing all the witchy things. You know, my name's Sabrina, so it's, like, inevitable, and I live out here. And so uh, doing a lot with sound healing and kundalini yoga and uh, space clearings, and there yes. are many things. So you can just see that all on my website. And at- when can we expect to see a retreat? Like, when can we come after you to hold you accountable? Oh, damn. You know what? We're in the talks of it right now. I'm in the talks of it with my boys, um, Feather and Dot, who they DJ with me when I teach at festivals. 
uh, we want to do a retreat in Tulum. So um, no, I meant your retreat. Like when you have my a re- retreat. Like whether it's this house or oh, like when will we see that? It's coming. Yeah. You it's want to be coming. bold and throw it out there? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I might even be putting a retreat in October. Nice. October or November. Yeah, out here in Joshua Tree. It's a really beautiful time. Um, so, again, I can say one thing. My prayer is every day, is this or something better. So, something better could be happening. Something better could be like, I'm like, all right, I'll get the... They, the itch to like let's do this book and then I write a book and Michael Singer wrote Untethered Soul in a week like he was writing wow. he was writing when he was in the middle of like a trial like he was going through like a lawsuit and he wrote The Untethered Soul wow if you haven't read The Untethered Soul it's a must read it's it's, uh, it's un- like it's, it's like by far my favorite book it's like my number one mm-hmm. and it's completely it changed my life yeah so oh, yeah name. so you never know like I like I said I'm just like rapidly upgrading like every day Mm -hmm. so i'm just here for the ride and those i put that out there putting that out there telling the universe hey this is what i would like to experience but if you have something better in mind i'm open to that too (laughs) i'm gonna send you an email tomorrow with all the things you should do (laughs) so do you want to wrap this up with a uh do you want to do another uh, yeah let's close it out with another meditation yeah um so uh, do we want to do what, like, what kind you of You know meditation? what? Let me, before we do that, you're going to pick, I don't know, something to, okay. to complete us. But, uh, thanks for doing this. First off, thanks for having me in your home to record this with your equipment, which you're letting me like test out basically. <laughs> um, but thanks for having it. You know, I came out to the desert. I didn't know why I was out here. And I was like, I want to do more podcasts of other people. And like two minutes later, I meet you. And you had just said, I want to have more men on my podcast. So thanks for creating that energetic space. Thanks for having a home that's just so kind of warm and easy to walk into and open up in. Um, And thanks for being super honest. You know, we talked about things today that a lot of people wouldn't want to talk about. You know, you just like really opened up about like depression and sadness and things that a lot of people just want to push into a closet. So thanks for sharing that. I know there's somebody that that will hear this that will actually know that there's it it doesn't have to stay that way. That that's where they might be right now or where where they've been, but there's can be, you know, a whole nother universe out there for them. Thank you. It's um I'm just like really emotional like hearing that because when I was in it, I didn't think I would ever be able to <laughs> be in yeah. this space right now where I can talk about it. Uh, one of my key things, like there's like two expressions that I say is honor the journey, trust the process. And vulnerability is sexy. That is where you get to attract the life you really want is by being vulnerable and being who you are. So I would just say right now just to like for us to all close our eyes. If you're not, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm gonna just public service announcement PSA. But if you aren't driving, just to have your eyes closed and just have your hands on your heart, and just to feel, feel that heartbeat. That is your life force. This was allowing you to have this experience, allowing you to listen to this conversation, allowing you to go out into the world after this conversation. And if you aren't breathing, start breathing. Take those slow, deep breaths. That's why tortoises live so long is because they take these long, long, slow, deep breaths. 
So just feel that space. Anytime there's a lot of chatter going on in your head, I just really invite you to stop, pause, and just really like feel. Go in and feel like, whoa, I am a spirit having a human experience right now. I am navigating through this time and space right now through my own imagination. I am creating my reality. It is my choice with what I'm experiencing. And just say thank you. Thank you for this experience, whether it's challenging, whether it's awesome. Just be in that space of gratitude. And in that attitude, you'll be able to attract more abundance, more opportunities, more growth, more connection, more love. And as we close out every Kundalini class, because I tuned in, so we got to close the sacred container, we say the prayer. May the long time sun shine upon you. All love surround you and the pure light within you guide your way on. And Satnam, truth is your identity. So just go out there and live your truth. Let your free flag fly. Radiate your authentic radness. The people that really matter in your life, they don't mind about who you are. They don't mind if you're weird. They don't mind if you fuck up. They don't mind if you make a mistake. All they care about is just being you. They just want you to be you. They want you to be loving yourself. They want you to live your life to the fullest, to be authentic, and just to share who you are. Like, just be who you are. Just be. That is the magic. It's just you being. So just be. You have full permission. And if you felt like you needed permission, this is your permission right here, right now. So go out there, radiate your authentic radness, share your truth, share your medicine, and be the light you wish to see in the world. And so it is and it is so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Appreciate you. And I'm just so inspired by your journey and how you're just like doing it. Cosmic dude. <laughs> yeah, cosmic dudes. Yay, cosmic dudes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dream Mason Podcast. Please subscribe to the Dream Mason Podcast so you don't miss an episode. Share it with a friend and give us a review on iTunes. I am grateful to have had you here. If you want more, you can follow or reach out to me, Alex Terranova, on Instagram at inspirationalalex or at thedreammason.com or email me at alex at thedreammason.com. And remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves. Just can't stand by